The object of Taxi Chronicles is to allow real riders with real stories, share their experience and enhance your life. So sit back and enjoy the journey. So moving over to Nick. Nick, very intrigued to hear about your diving. I've, I'm a paddy qualified, and probably you're probably there's yeah. a bees, bees and. You're no, probably, I'm paddy. Yeah. Oh, is what, it? What paddy? qualification do you have then? Open water. All oh, right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the further. But I don't don't throw me in the water with a tank. No. I haven't done it in years. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a, a, a what they call an MSDT Master Scuba Diver Trainer, okay. which means I'm, when you go and learn your paddy courses, I'm the guy who can teach you your courses. Mm -hmm. But also, I've moved on a little bit so I can teach instructors some of their extra things, extra skills. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't do it so much now, but I'd always been a lover of scuba diving when I've gone away on holiday. And one day I just decided to go and join a club. So I went and joined a club in London and um, realised I needed to brush my skills a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, they said to me, well, look, if you were an instructor, you could come off on these trips with us and could you have a couple of trips where we teach people? And I thought, great, I'll get some free trips. So I went off and did the the, the, the Paddy Instructors course over in Sharm El Sheikh with Ocean College. And while I was there, they offered me a job and said, look, we'd like you to stay here and um, be an instructor. But unfortunately, I had some photography commitments, uh, some big gigs back in the uh, UK. So I came back, did those, and uh, went back and, and finished those and spent two years there as a, an instructor and as a dive guide, you know, guiding people on the reef and those sort of things. So it's absolutely fabulous. So what was that like, guiding people along the reef and life in Shamal Shape? Well, Shamal Shape was a really cool, liberal place. I have to say that my experience of Egypt as a whole was great. The Egyptian people are absolutely lovely, really nice people. Made some really, really good friends there. And um, it was a little sort of Western enclave, I suppose that um, was just a really cool, laid-back, almost hippie-ish kind of community yeah. because a lot of dive people were kind of really sort of hippies of the water, you know, yeah. like you hear about. Like hippies yeah. of the water. You know, because you get... <laughs> it's Red Sea, isn't it? It's, it's Red the Red Sea, sea yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right at the bottom of the Sangai Peninsula. Where, where the Suez Canal meets the Red Sea. Well, right? yeah, the Suez Canal rolls into the Red Sea yeah. and also you've got the Gulf of Aqaba coming down from Jordan. All yeah. that side, so you could all that. They meet at the same place there, and you've got the Red Sea coming up the Suez Canal and the top of the Red Sea coming down, so it's great, you know. So I sailed past it many a time, and yeah. it looks beautiful. It's all those oh. like white level boats, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're the dive boats, yeah, dive yeah, boats, yeah. yeah. Dive boats you've got those, yeah. and as, a, as an ex marine, you um, there's a couple of great World War II shipwrecks there, okay, and there's a one called the Disselcorn. Which is in the top ten top ten dive sites uh, of the world because it's a was a supply carrier that got sunk. I think it was forty four. I think it was forty three. And it is still loaded with BSA motorcycles, jeeps, boxes of Lee Enfield rifles. It's <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. Okay, that sounds. It. And they, they haven't even rotted. They must have. Oh yeah, it's rotted. It, it, it is the boxy, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going back to Sharmal Sheikh, well, I'm going yeah, Sharmal Sheikh in September with a couple of friends. And we were talking about going to see the, to this dive site again. It's a special dive site, and you have to be, your skills need to be sharp because it can be very, very strong currents. And, a bit, and it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like a four or five hour journey to get there. 
Coast of Durban. Yeah, that's right. Durban, uh, yeah, right, and yeah. all these fishes were just diving in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> making sound effects. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's uh, nice all these make, birds yeah. go. Yeah, and then like I think sharks were doing their thing at the bottom yeah. or whatever. You know, yeah. pushing them up. Like it's like I was just looking at it thinking this is a real David Attenborough. Well, I'm seeing it live now. Yeah. You know, well, we did it off Durban, and um, it was uh, we were snorkeling about five of us. Right in the middle of all the fish, and you could hear the dolphins and see the dolphins flashing by, so all herding them. You had the cormorants and the ganders diving in, and uh, then I feel all this big bumping on my feet. I thought, what is that? And I looked down, and there was a shark. Really? Bumping on my feet. It was a bit, I think, oh, got my head shark. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> when we got out of the water, the local dive guard said, uh, you guys are crazy again, and I would never do that. It's far too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Have you ever had a, a moment where you thought you nearly died? You yes. nearly died? Funny enough, on that same trip, that very same trip, I, uh, we were going off Durban to a place called, they were called Alival Shoals. They're about seven kilometres off the coast. Very strong currents. Not too, not too deep, about 28, 30 metres. There was lots of sharks there. And they'd spent all this time telling us how dangerous it was, dangerous, saying that you mustn't get separated from the group because you go on a little rib, not a big boat. You mustn't get separated from the group because if you do, you know, last year there'd been a couple of guys washed away and never heard of again. The film Open Water had been out about yeah. a year before when people get lost. And um, I'd gone and made an elementary mistake of carrying way too much weight. And when I went in, we just, I was plummeted to, to the bottom. And I'm not a guy who panics, but for some reason, <laughs> I panicked. <laughs> so, and you know, the first thing you do if you're having trouble like that is you just release your weight belt and go back to the surface. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, I didn't do that. And I fought and clawed my way back into the surface. And, it was, and I just couldn't keep it on the surface. And when I came to the surface, it was quite a, a big swell, a good three or four meter swell, and I couldn't see the boat. And I just assumed I'd been lost at sea. Thought I, was, I honestly thought I was dead. And I sunk again and I came back up again and I still didn't see the boat. And I, 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 to be honest, I thought I was going to die lost at sea. Oh, the thought of actually releasing my weight belt never occurred to me, which is stupid. Um, and um, then the next time I went down and came back up, 
uh, the boat was, you know, four or five meters away, and the guy was like, what are you doing? You know, and I was like, oh, please help me. <laughs> he said, we've been watching you all yeah, the time. Yeah, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love the way your, your missus looked at you, just like, oh, I can't yeah. imagine life about you. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah. I just hate this whole thing being that scared as yeah. well. <laughs> that's true love there. Yeah, After yeah. 10 years, she's yeah. still looking at you like she's 16. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good, though. That's good. I like that. I yeah, like that a lot. Thank you. Uh, okay. So what would be your advice to someone who wants to get into diving? Well, yeah, the thing is, you've got to go and do it. You can't say to yourself, oh, I'd like to do that. You're great okay. at one day I'll do that. And one, a lot of my friends admire me and say to me, I really like the way you just go and do things. You say to yourself, you know what, I'd like to go and learn photography, so I'll go and learn photography. Or I'd like to learn diving, or I'd like to learn martial arts, or whatever it may be, and I go off and do it. I don't need a friend to hold my hand and come with me and do it. I just go and do it. And, and that's what I would say to anybody who wants to learn diving or do anything is why wait, just go and do it. If you want to do an online course, do it, you want to book in to be through your open university degree. Don't wait till next year, do it now. Start now. So you are the epiphany of a Nike advert then? I don't know, well, yes, yeah, that's just, what I am, yeah. Just do yeah, it. Yeah, I just, just do, do it, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But without the sponsorship. Yeah, without the sponsorship. Oh, well, we can sort that out, yeah, man. Yeah, Get yeah. you two branded, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm wearing a Nike belt. <laughs> but it's funny, you set off in life when you're young and you kind of have an expectation of what your life's going to be and where you're going and what you want. And sometimes there's a voice in the back of your head, a very quiet one, that is actually telling you a different narrative yeah. and sending you in a different direction but you ignore it because it's not convenient yeah. it might be that you're in a relationship yeah. and you, d you don't want to split up with that person but you're being pulled another way or it might be that you've spent a bunch of time and money training to be something but actually in your heart you're really not into it and there's something else and the best thing you can do in life is really listen to that voice because yeah. life's short absolutely when know? I first came to London I worked in five-star hotels. I used to wear the top hat and tails uh, on the door of the Four Seasons in on the park, and I was a doorman there. And I was a young guy, early 20s, mid-20s, and I made great money, and it was a really good, fun job. But I couldn't see myself staying there for the rest of my career. And I used to think to myself, there's more, there's, there's something in me, I don't know what it is, but I want to do something else, and I want to do something creative, and I, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And when the first time I walked into a studio, a photography studio, a mate of mine was a model and he was going for a shoot, and he said, come on down. And when I walked in and I saw this shoot going on, I just knew that second there and then, this is what I wanted to do. And I just went 100% to get that, to do it. I focused on it and went for it, which meant losing and giving up a really good job that, you know, half of, 90% of the hotel staff in London would give the right arm for. And I. I went for it. Yeah. And a steady career as well. You yeah. gave up that steady yeah, career. Because yeah. it takes courage yeah. to give up a steady paycheck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're coming to the end of the yeah. journey now. Yeah. Oh no, the journey's only <laughs> just, just beginning. You two have been great guests. Yeah, thank you. Thank I you. just want to thank you. Um, yeah. My last question to you, lovely couple, is what's the impact? legacy that you want to leave the world? Well for me it would just be he was a good solid bloke he was fun 
Yeah, that'd be good for me. He was a good guy. Right. Good friend, good, reliable, solid guy. Was always there for his friends. I like that. Said in a true Northern fashion. <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know? Do you know? It's terrible. I I have no desire to leave any legacy whatsoever. I just think life's short. You have to live it, and you can't comfort yourself by thinking, "Oh well, at least somebody will," you know, blah blah blah. I just think you have to live life true to yourself, and then know that when you go, you did the best you could. Because doing the best you could is best for everybody, not just for you. Well, thanks a lot for that. And to the listeners out there, just thanks a lot for listening. I hope you learned that, learned a lot about that from folk photography to travel tourism and obviously diving. Um, look, look out for our other podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where we interview people who've invested in Africa from around the world. Have a nice day. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.